Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T and 5 for Tuesday, February 8th. I'm Aaron Matus. UT Arlington AD Jim Baker announces his retirement effective September 1st. It's amazing how fast the past 10 years have flown by, said Baker, and participating in the growth of the university has been wonderful. I think the future for athletics and UTA is endless, and great things are in store for both. Valparaiso AD Mark LaBarbera announces his retirement effective June 30th. From the beginning, I have focused on investing in areas that I thought would most directly impact the student-athlete experience in a positive way, said LaBarbera. We've had success in a lot of different ways, but I think I'm leaving most focused on the quality of the people around our athletic programs and am most proud of our efforts to diversify the athletic department and coaching staff. We pass along our sympathies to the Rutgers community following the passing of former AD Bob Mulcahy, who led the Scarlet Knights athletic program from 1998 to 2008. The NCPA has filed unfair labor practices charges against USC and UCLA, alleging football and hoops student-athletes at those schools have been misclassified as student-athletes, per SBJ's Liz Mullen, who adds, the charges filed with NLRB could pave the way to unionization. A press release from the NCPA explains the goal is to affirm college athlete employee status for every FBS football player and Division I basketball player at every public and private university in the nation. The unfair labor practice charges cite unlawful prohibitions on protected employee speech and misclassifying college athlete employees as student athletes. The NCPA's actions follow a recent NLRB general counsel memo declaring that college athletes are employees. Tulane Sports Law Director Gabe Feldman tells Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger, Every day, the status quo seems to be more unsustainable. Some significant change is likely to happen in the near future. There is consensus. Athletes should be given more. The question, how do we do that while protecting the foundation of college sports? Employee status is not a guarantee of better rights, but it would certainly empower the athletes to negotiate for better rights. Whatever the path is, there are downsides to the path. I don't think any solution is necessarily going to be perfect. For every gain made for one athlete, it may lead to less from another athlete. Lead One CEO Tom McMillan says, Quite frankly, this could happen very quickly. Right now, about 90% of my schools would resist, but you could have a whole division of college sports and run it like a business. Colgate has received a $25 million gift from trustee emeritus Chase Carey and his family to spearhead a comprehensive renovation of the Reed Athletic Center and support other elements of the university's third century plan. Specifically, the gift provides $23 million for the Reed Athletic Center renovation, $1 million to support the club rugby program, and an additional $1 million for Colgate Center for Freedom and Western Civilization. Raiders AD Nikki Moore this renewed athletic center will transform the ways we support student-athlete health and performance, dramatically enhance the Southern Gateway to Colgate, and clearly convey our aspirations for excellence. We believe the new arena will be the best in class, and we are deeply grateful for the Carey family's gift. Florida State AD Michael Alford provided trustees with several updates during his first Board of Trustees meeting as AD. Alford noted the Seminoles so far have received $53 million in pledges for a football-only facility, with $50 million in asks currently out in the community. 
The football locker room will be completed March 18th. Meanwhile, men's basketball is set for an upgrade to its recruiting path, which will involve an update to the face of the hoops facility to make it more visually appealing for recruits when they enter the building. The Knolls also have raised $1 million for new soccer and softball video boards. Kentucky hopes to share news about a dedicated indoor football practice facility within short order. According to Wildcats AD Mitch Barnhart, who explains, we've got some folks that have come forward and said they want to help. They've seen the success of football and they've seen what Mark Stoops has done. And that has been the catalyst for them coming forward saying, we're ready to chip in and make this thing work. So we're working really hard at that. The Lexington Herald leaders Josh Moore reports that Nutter Fieldhouse probably will remain as the football team's facility, but will have turf applied to the entire floor surface in addition to upgraded amenities. A new facility would then be built to accommodate the other student athletes who currently use Nutter. There's a lot of folks in that building, said Barnhart. So if we can find a way to create an indoor track and go wall to wall with turf, that would alleviate a lot of issues for us in terms of wear and tear on the building, number one. Number two, safety concerns. We want to make sure it's safer. Number three, scheduling. Just allowing our kids to be in other places and not have to all train in one spot all at the same time. That would be awesome. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the evening standard of your D1 TN5 for Tuesday, February 8th. Thanks for listening. We'll update again in the morning.